that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and that die. Keep rolling. Smooth. Yep, something like that. Uh, we're just going. This is the Cult of Center Knowledge podcast. Jordan over there, uh, in his high definition world. If anyone's I know, dude, I've, I've fucking upgraded. I am over here in Lagsville and living in a decade in the past, so I apologize for that, uh, if anyone cares. But our audio should be unaffected. We should have our same sultry butter voices. Um, I was actually worried because this morning, this time of the year, I always lose my voice a little bit. Like, I've, if you haven't noticed, I have a pretty raspy voice a lot of the time. And, sure. But I literally could not talk for like two hours straight this morning at work. And I was like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the podcast tonight. I was like. <laughs> uh, Dude, I feel I'm like there. that happens I'm, to you. I'm, it does. It happens all the time when there's like a weather change. Like a drastic weather change. Because it was like, it was snowing the other day and now it's like super warm again. It's like just that early spring in Utah type shit. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, welcome to another episode of the of Weather Corner. Oh, this is it. Yeah, this is old man corner where uh, you talk about the teas that you drink now. Is it spiked at least, or no? no my not tea in that way. No, I mean it maybe normally would, but I'm actually just drinking juice today. Oh, just juice. Yeah, I know. I was gonna make a drink or something, but I forgot. I wanted to. Anyway, I forgot what I was gonna buy at the store. Um, did you write <laughs> oh, a man, synopsis? You know, <laughs> uh, no, homie, it, it's, it was my it's your turn. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, whatever, man. Um, you, I remembered. I wrote one at work. So we're oh, we're talking cerebral movies still. Um, this week we're talking about uh, Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Which uh, God, what year did that come out now? Because I remember looking. Two thousand fourteen, baby. God, that blows my and mind. It no, it really. This makes me. This <laughs> makes me feel like. It feels like this literally came out last year, dude. Like, it really I, feels like like just came out right before COVID. Like you want to? I would have guessed. I would have guessed like you. 2017 is what I would have guessed. 2017, yeah. Me, 2016, I've been like sure, but 2014 feels like just. I mean, I guess that's not that much that long ago, but it's still it's rocking my world. Like 2014 doesn't feel like it. It's in this decade. It's almost 10 so, years ago. Right. Yeah. Almost. But um. Anyhow, I will. I'm gonna lay it down a little fact little factoid that I found out. This was the first... This doesn't feel like it should have been the first movie that won an Academy Award that was shot all digital. It's no like, way. This is like... This is the first, like, digital movie. That feels older. That feels... Because, I mean, like, digital's... Here been, we are. This is yes. really the first movie to win, to win Best first, Picture So that's digital? So it's, yeah, it's not like... You kind of that sounds like really epic, like the first digital movie. It, it's it's more just this is the first fully shot all digital. Everything was shot digital, no film because every film prior was was a split. It was a mixture, so it's like Damn. this was the first straight up digital. Weird. And 
I feel like it. I feel like it was kind of the the best way to do this style of movie because it felt even more seamless and like you know it definitely. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, they'd have to um, just the way this was shot feels like be really hard to shoot on film and really hard to edit but i mean i mean these days it's like who knows who cares like they can find but then there's always ways around it with technology yeah and like i mean uh friggin hitchcock did this with rope back in like late 60s early 70s i can't remember what kind of what year exactly that came out yeah yeah, late 60s or something sure yeah all right you ready i did not I don't think I actually finished the synopsis. I think I started it at work and never finished it. So, oh, um, you're forgiven. I'm gonna read it anyway because I'm, I'm sure in the history of the show there's been worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Let us know. <laughs> yeah, I know. If this is the worst synopsis that we've done thus far, uh, yeah, tell me. Leave a comment. So, Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance follows Regan Thompson. Thompson, yeah. Uh, washed-up actor most known for playing the titular superhero character of Days Past as he struggles to adapt and put on a Broadway play. All the while, a malicious, egotistical voice both torments and comforts him, also seemingly giving him powers that only he can see. Life in the theater is chaotic. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Riggins' daughter, Emma Stone, I don't know, I remember her character's name, uh, <laughs> works as his assistant and falls in lust with a new actor brought on to cover last minute, Edward Norton. Uh, he is way over budget. His lawyer slash best friend is about to have a meltdown, and he might have knocked up one of his cast members, so the pressure is on. As opening night looms closer, Riggin and the rest of the cast struggle to get the production on track. The anxiety ru- pushes Riggin to the brink of his mental state as his mental state grows worse and worse dipping his toes into full-blown delusions. On the opening night, he uses a real gun in the final act, possibly meaning to end his life, but blowing off his nose instead. Still alive, Riggin recovers in the hospital, his play already becoming the stuff of legend in the end. Uh, is he bound to continue the cycle of self-destruction or now that he has what he's wanted uh, to feel seen, to feel important? Can he put the past behind him and rise to the level of prestige he has always dreamed? Uh, seemed like I skipped great. right over the whole middle, but whatever. <laughs> but like the whole middle is just it's it's the second it's act the is them doing there. it's it's each well yeah it's like because it's it takes place over three days of the the pre show or whatever the rehearsal yeah. show what's it called preview <laughs> whatever well preview is it preview I think it's it preview yeah. yeah when people come yeah because yeah. they said it a couple times in there like it's just a preview it doesn't matter whatever. Uh, it's that so it just takes place with those three those three days and then yeah builds what up nicely, um so you've obviously seen this before right yeah what, i saw this in you saw, in saw this in theaters yeah yeah well so what was your this was what your second third time watching it just my second time yeah and i was just i was just as impressed as my first time yeah i think i think it really is it's more impactful the first time because you're you're just you know it's it's everything it's new it's coming at you and there's a lot to absorb but it's like this is clearly a second rewatch i want to watch it a third time now that it's fresh yeah i want to watch it in like in like a week or you know even just, just tomorrow like really to get the detail there's so much coming at you there's so many like there's so much like they they reference like macbeth and it's just i don't know because it's it's so beautiful it mixes 
theater and film so seamlessly yeah and it pays respect to both so so like vibrantly yeah i just yeah. i well it's I super <laughs> super cinematic and it uses a very good uh like a very good use of the camera and the cinematography and the editing or you know lack thereof even I mean, obviously there's tons of stitched editing hidden editing but um to make it feel organic and flow even though time is passing it still feels raw in the theater in the corridors on the stage um but without feeling like I feel like a lot of movies that are quote unquote like theater movies are very much uh, shot like a theater. Like it's like here it is from the audience perspective or whatever. Here's them on the stage doing their thing, right. theatrical, wide shot, maybe a close up, blah, blah, blah. There it is. Not this movie. This movie is the camera's constantly moving. It's fucking rotating. It's in the scene. It's in people's faces. It's under the covers. Um, Dude, that oh my god, it feels super intimate (laughs) with what's going on. It's amazing. It goes anywhere, and what I love when I say it blends theater and film, we get like you get you get actual like full fledged you know wides establishings, and then they come in and they don't. It doesn't feel like the cameras like no, I I want like floating. It feels like it's it feels like it's the blocking is so strong with characters like like it feels like it's a do a new shot. I feel like even though it I've is. turned, now I'm now I've hit everyone hits their mark and they've blocked it and it looks perfect. It looks like a new shot. Perfect. Like it, it feels 100%. Edited. 100% it does. 100%. I like, I almost forget yeah. that this movie's one shot well, sometimes. Dude, except Victoria. for during the transa- the transitions and stuff. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I, God, I wish I can get my fucking wife to watch it. She refuses to watch it. And originally... What? Refuses. She <laughs> refuses. So Mary, please, <laughs> can you hear me out there, Mary? It's so good. Victoria was like... Victoria enjoyed it. She, I mean, it, like... She was... And she didn't... It's funny. She didn't notice that it was all one shot. I was like, I was like do you notice this is like one shot as we were watching it? She was like... Oh wow, yeah. She's like, I didn't. She's like, yeah. Until you said it, no, I didn't notice. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, right? Yeah, there's like, literally like a couple of visible edits at the beginning, and then a couple of visible edits at the end. There's like no visible cool. visible edits for like hour forty five. <laughs> yeah, straight. No, and and it, yeah, it's like yeah, because you get one shot of like the jellyfish at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it goes right into the right in. You know, he's just he's just levitating, and I love that it just jumps right into the delusions immediately the f- opening shot i know you like almost don't delusion. realize that he's and, floating midair at first because yeah. it just looks kind of strange and then it kind of right. clicks that like no he's just floating he's not sitting on anything he's just floating there yeah which and, is just immediately like, odd <laughs> well and it's immediately like it's technically like amazing too because it's like oh, yeah. i mean they, they you know they just they they shot it like um green screen block and then they went through and this you know they took they took a lot of editing and they did a lot of trickery with it and stuff, but it's like it doesn't take away from anything. But it's just it's so cool because when it pans into his back and then he walks, it's like you kind of forget like oh he was floating there and it's like yeah because it's feels, like you don't see him put his feet down, but you can yeah. kind of like feel him do it in the rest of his body, just like yeah. gently and suddenly be standing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and then um, it's just that momentum. He gets called onto stage and it's just like think, from the rest of the movie, it's like I think that's like the best word to describe this entire movie both in the feel the pacing the cinematography is momentum like it literally just like has such a flow 
the drum baby oh my god it's just like literally just, that is it's got so rhythm sick. like the whole movie's got rhythm and the whole score it, i mean it's sometimes it's like big classical swells but those are like in his mind which is great it's like him right. trying to be epic but the drums are so good it's just like one dude on the drums is like the whole score it's so good I, I want it, yeah. Antonio Sanchez, that that drummer dude, yeah. is I, so sick. I, I've been listening to him now, like after it's just like really. It's that sounds good. God, it it's so good. It's so I mean, it's just it's jazzy. The whole thing feels oh, like dude, it's it feels great. like jazz. I love these like, just sweet jazz drums. Um, I feel like do you know. Oh, do you know what's wild? Speaking of, real quick, just because it's uh, I remembered the uh, Whiplash was same year. Oh, so really? it definitely like, yeah, it's wild. And they were like percussionist there, dude, for sure. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I was like, I feel like this movie, um, for some reason, like people in their minds are like, Oh, like that gimmicks already. Like, I feel like by the time this came out, it like a lot of things kind of copied it in a way. And so people felt like it wasn't like original, like with the drum score. Like, I feel like we got a couple drum scores after that. And then the whole, obviously the, it's all one shot, like trick. They're like 1917s. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's all one shot. Can you believe it? I'm like, do you even right. watch fucking Birdman? Um, well, and that, but obviously, and like, one's like, in a theater um, and one's a World War One chil- movie, so I get it. But yeah. And yeah. one's and de- children, one's children of men. Too. Yeah. yeah. And and one's bigger. It's like this movie, uh, Birdman's got like, it's got the, the, money shot at the end where he's like he's like i just and i love that too i love i love like when you like you're self-righteous and you kind of like degrade the audience and but it's like it's in a very it's in a meta way where it's mm-hmm. like yeah you just want the big explosions you want like people don't fucking care about your feelings they just want to see they want to see the yeah. cool shit give you know them, and like i see where their eyes sparkle when the violent you know with yeah. the violence give the, them give them the blood and it it does dude it gives me chills just thinking about it it's like it totally that is it's like film is so cool and you kind of like forget the people that are like you know that are behind it they're like the you know actual human beings and this movie definitely is like it's it's self-inflated of course and it's clearly like it's about it's like it romanticizes hollywood so hardcore but it's definitely the part that i i like i like i'm like i get it i fall it shits it shits on i love i love film it shits on hollywood but it's in the same time being like i don't know like uh, the the uh, the the thespian life, the role of acting, and the the influence on the arts are like above all, like the most important. That's where but it's that, like sniffing its own farts for sure. Or at least a lot. That's what a lot of the characters, well, at least anyway. But and that, but that's the that's the meta part of yeah, it. So it, it as it makes fun of Hollywood, it's a Hollywood movie that's that's being shot. It's a technical marvel. That is acted yeah. amazingly. Yeah. It's it, dude. It's like it's one of the tightest movies ever made, and it's but it's making fun of Hollywood. So it's definitely like it's kind of it's but it's more ribbing Hollywood. It's definitely yeah. not like it's not trying to make a movie. That's it's like not like a critique of like very, audacity. Yeah, you know. Um, let me, but, let me say, I, oh, here you got anything else on that? Well, I just I got I had a bunch of like little. I was reading this. Uh, I read this. Um, what is that called? Variety? That like, you know, whatever that online, you know, sure. article page. What the hell are they called? Magazine, whatever something. Yeah, variety. Anyways, tabloid. Yeah. Variety, yeah. But uh there's an interview, um oh hey, and we I always we we had we gotta butcher his name last time because it's like, it's like inner inner ritu. 
in a Ritu. Oh God, I forgot yeah. we literally just watched but one of his movies Alan, not long ago. I we, literally forgot. Yeah, we did. Revenant. Well, and it's, <laughs> yeah, dude, we watched, yeah, we just watched Revenant like, <laughs> like a couple months four ago. Four movies ago or something. Yeah. But, uh, so it's like, he, um, yeah, Alejandro, he like, oh man. It's like Alejandro Gon, Gonzalez in your Ritu. In your Ritu? Yeah, in your Ritu. We're going to, yeah. Alejandro. <laughs> Alejandro. Go listen Alejandro to our last, interview. go listen to the Revenant podcast yeah. where maybe we pronounce it right once. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And yeah, and we we haven't learned anything yet because that's who we are. We're, we're dumb. But anyways, yeah. uh, the interview, he had dinner with um, Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton was like, are you, are you making fun of me? Are you, are you, are you, this? because of, of Batman, you know, it's like, I fucking, that is so beautiful. That's the, that's like the behind the scenes that you you really need that context it's like i could see somebody that has never heard of michael keaton as batman he's never you know well, they like they maybe they know some some tale but they've never seen a movie they don't know mm-hmm. anything about him and so coming into this it almost kind of like you kind of it's an inside joke like it is and, with and him as he, batman he's talking about putting on the suit in ni- the early 90s dude, and the whole right when he says beginning. 1992 when batman returns comes out the one that like like flopped like well yeah it did good well, financially but uh, Batman Returns is sweet. Um, I know, yeah. He, uh, yeah, I know. He's literally the 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 Birdman voice. You know, is like we were doing this shit. You know, twenty years before it, that clown yeah. Robert Downey Jr. put on his fucking tin suit and is making billions <sighs> domestic at the box office. Uh, yeah, and he's like, yeah, and where where was that for us? You know, like we were doing it first. We were the OG, and. And he really, he really was, dude. Like, and they, they <laughs> really go on that. Yeah, it really was. Because it's like back then, superhero movies were a risk. You know what I mean? Right. It's like they were it, definitely like a little bit more of a niche thing where now superhero movies are like the norm. Like that's the main. I mean, like everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm such a nerd. I fucking love Marvel movies. I'm like, yeah, they're the biggest grossing movies in the world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Right. They're not. A, like, yeah, they're not. They're definitely not. My, and that's my what, mom that's watches fantastic. Marvel movies. Like. Right. And I love, well, it's almost, it's come full circle where like now it's, now it's cool to hate Marvel, which I kind of do, but it's not it just, it's out of like, I just, there's so much volume. Dude, that I, I could go on really, a Marvel, I go on a Marvel slash know, Disney dude. rant at work. Everyone, every yeah. time somebody finds out I like movies, I just like, I'm like, ah, I yeah. gotta put on. <laughs> I know. I'm so sad. No one, no one at my work has ever heard of this movie. Can dude, you, no, it's like, I it, feel like it was, it's, it, I thought it was, uh, he, it was giant it was a huge movie when it came out but i guess i I guess it's like i know it was easily forgotten and it was a lot of people it was kind of jarring like i feel like it wasn't like as beloved like it was critically acclaimed but i feel like audiences like just kind of didn't jive with it as much but um let me bring it back to when i first saw this movie because i first saw that this is my third watch i think um and I first saw this movie, I just saw it on a whim. There was no hype, no nothing. And I was like, that looks fun. And so I went to Century 16, and I ate an edible, and I went and sat in the front row, and it was me and one <laughs> other person opening, it was like opening day. There's no one there. Oh, shit. It was like me yeah. and one other person, like, it was like the middle, of, it was like early afternoon yeah. okay, on a Friday. Your matinee. Style. Yeah, it was still, yeah. but it was still like 4 o'clock on like a Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, at Century 16, and... I watched it not expecting anything. Barely have seen only the teaser trailer. I mean, like, that looks interesting. And it blew my fucking socks off. And I was like, okay, that was awesome. So, uh, a couple, like, you know, six months or whatever to a year later, 
I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray and watched it again. And I'm like, okay, this movie has staying power. It wasn't me just being super baked. And I yeah. and I was surprised because I saw that movie. I'm like, oh, this movie's awesome. No one, like everyone should watch this. And then it got started getting all the Oscar buzz. And then it won the fucking Oscar. And I was like totally surprised because I was like, oh man, this movie like came out of nowhere. Like I had no, like a lot of times it's the opposite. You hear Oscar buzz. I feel like most people who saw this movie saw that it was like oh this movie's getting critical acclaim oh it's nominated for an oscar like i better go check it out um and so i was just like super surprised and then it won fucking best picture which still surprises me because this movie's like i don't know it's it's kind of an anomaly in its way but this third time watching it i was just like i feel like that's the mark of a truly great film for me it's like the first time i watch it i'm like wow, that was really fucking good. Like, I really was thoroughly engrossed in that, and I need to see if it has the staying power. So every time I rewatch it, if I feel like it's as solid, and I pick up on more stuff, and it doesn't lose anything, then I'm like, this is the this is the mark of, like, a true, truly great film, in my opinion. And so this time around, I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, this movie deserves all my hype. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a recommend for sure. I'm, I... I I sing its praises, and I like, and it's cool because it's a movie where like, you can kind of, you can spoil it, I guess, kind of, but you can just, you really just say like, you know, it's a movie, it's a movie where like Michael Keaton's kind of just playing a washed up actor trying to revitalize his life, yeah, but and it's, like, but it's got you know, such you, an energy, it's got such a it, fucking vibe dude, to it, like I feel like so anyone much. could watch it, and yeah, no, that's, and be and that's into why it I'm like your wife, with no expectations. Why isn't, I don't know. Mary, like I could, Mary would get enjoyment out of this. That's what, that's what's wild. It's like she, there is anybody in the world will like enjoy its merit Dude, like <laughs> she will not watch it out of spite straight up because it's Is like it? i've been wanting to rewatch it for a while now um the last couple because last time i watched i said you should watch this movie with us and she said no i don't want to because it's uh it's got a, too much of a moving camera which honestly is not that noticeable no not even at all it's not like most movies where it's like oh god that camera's whipping around you know like handheld it's like you it's not handheld yeah. at all, really. And there's there's that one. So there is there is a movie that was shot. Remember, it was shot all. It was continuous as a horror movie. Yeah. And it was like, and that it's I only like saw open house or something that. like that. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, I, I remember that. It was okay. But there's a movie that yeah, came out. Did, there's a movie that came out this year called Boiling Point that is uh, takes place all in like a like a kitchen. And it's all one shot, oh. and it's actually all one shot. Like they actually filmed it all in one shot. Uh, and apparently, that's cool. Apparently, not but twenty twenty one actually, not this, not this year. Yeah. But apparently, it's really good. It's right, on my right. list to watch. But uh, she refuses to watch it now because I tried to get her to watch it the first time, the second time, and she wouldn't. And then after I watched, it, I was like, "No, you really got to watch it with me." And she's like, "I'm not watching it with you ever now because you keep asking." <laughs> Oh and so gosh. this time she's like, I will never watch that movie <laughs> because you've I've said you do it just because just because I want you to do it. She's like, I'm my own person. I'm like, whatever. You should you <laughs> should trick her. You should trick her and just edit out the title and then just have just have her watch the first like the first 20 minutes or so. Or I guess maybe it's like the first eight minutes, I think, is like when it gets to like the Birdman interview when he's having that press release. Yeah. And so it's like it's like then she would know. But just get her hooked. dude. that's like. You're hooked the first second. I know, I should just, I should just sneak it in. Just like, yeah, start it in the middle and be like, yeah, yeah we're watching uh, this new movie. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, oh, I heard about this. It just came out. It's yeah. Perfect. Yeah. This Got is one. This is nominated for but, this is a best picture. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Trigger like that. Be like, this is for the Academy. We've watched it. But dude, now. it's wild. It, uh, I kind of, I get it. So it won, it won like best cinematography and, uh, you know, and best picture and I think best director, best director yeah. too. Right. Yeah. It won four. So, but anyways, um, it lost editing, which I, I guess I understand, but I'm kind of like, it It lost editing to Whiplash, and Whiplash isn't edited all that all that special. It's like, but I guess it's kind of just like it didn't want to give it to editing because the editing was so baked in yeah. to how it was shot, I, I, maybe. I get that. Because the editing was like... It actually, it almost took as long to edit as it did to shoot. They no, shot this. They shot this in, they shot it in under a month. And they edited it. They uh, shot it in under a month. That's pretty under a month. That's pretty fucking rehearsal, dude. Rehearsal and shooting, all under a month. And if you actually think about it, that kind of makes sense. There's there's very little our movie tear. There's very little tear down. You know, it's like (laughs) it's like once you like once you build your set and you're like, okay, we're gonna spend you know two or three days in this set shooting all that scene. You know. So you kind of yeah. There's well, there's, just, there's I imagine like, I see how I imagine there is that, but. Uh, probably almost literal years of pre-production anyway. Well, because it is because it really is so actually, calculated with but, like how the shots are gonna have to go together and how it has to be like blended I'm, continuously. Yeah. Like there had to be yeah, so much like yeah. storyboarding and all that shit. Well, that that no no. So that's what's funny. Pre-production. I think I think because he talked about when he was doing uh, Babel and then he did like uh, be yeah, beautiful or whatever afterwards. Uh, he was talking about how like he wanted to make he wanted to make a happy movie, fun a funny comedy because he was like tired of doing or you know he's he just he's getting like burnt out on doing like complete serious like real life ramifications. Yeah. Movies. Like, um, and so he he wanted to make something fun. And this like this this movie came to him in a dream, and he just he started writing it off of based off of like a short story, and so it like how he wanted to shoot it was actually not it wasn't it was blocked. There was a lot of rehearsal. It basically was like two weeks of rehearsal, two weeks of shooting, and then two weeks of editing. Hmm. So it's this, this was made in under a two months. Wow. <laughs> it's wild to see that. It's just so. It's so tight. You yeah, know? it's, it's like, so well it, put it's together. Really it's, cool. There's no, to me, there's no slop in any right. aspect of it. Like I feel like the fucking acting is. I'm. It's. It's a shame that I mean, all the actors got nominated pretty much. Like Michael Keaton, uh, Emma Stone, and Edward Norton all got nominated for um, acting in this movie. And it's, did Naomi Watts? I I loved her. Dude, I, I know. I wish she would have because I fucking love that. She... <laughs> and I've, I've yeah, fallen just... back in love with her because I'm all on drive. I, because I'm all on drive. Yeah. Now that I saw this, I was like, and then oh, dude, uh, Naomi Watts, Edward Norton, they were in the Painted Veil. Oh yeah. Which is like, right. which is a movie that I'm like love, and nobody in the world's ever heard of. Yeah. It. So it's you're like, the reason I went yeah. and saw the Painted Veil because you went and saw it and said it was really good, so I went and watched it while I was still in theaters. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it I, is. Was, I forgot there's really? Naomi Watts in that though. I definitely remember Edward Norton, but I oh, forgot she was in that. No, and because she's a chameleon, I think she's like a dark, she, dark brunette. She can or be a chameleon because right? I forgot yeah. she was in fucking this movie. Yo, me too. <laughs> I was like, too. I was like, holy <laughs> yeah. shit, that's Naomi Watts. That's hilarious. Because I've been wanting, yeah. I was like specifically wanted to watch Funny Games after watching uh, Mulholland Drive, 
And then we ended up, because I wanted to watch her and Tim Roth, obviously. Um, But, and then I started watching this. I was like, holy shit. And she's so good at this, dude. There's so many good scenes of just good acting in this. Dude, good. When when Michael Keaton is pretending to be a good actor, like, you know, he's like, he's trying to convince Edward Norton that he's like, I'm a good actor. And he's talking about, he's like, our dad, who would take us into this shed? (laughs) Dude, it's like, it's so, it's so hammy and cheesy, but like, it's actually like that underlining current you're like holy fuck he is he is acting the shit out of this yeah. scene by pretending to overact it's yeah. it's so meta and the entire oh, time i'm like and their chemistry blown dude, away. their chemistry all the chemistry of all the characters like <laughs> edward norton and his chemistry in that scene especially he's like and that was acting right there and he's like oh you're a little fucked up in the head aren't you and then they actually yeah, like yeah, you're little, fist fighting yeah. <laughs> he's like i'm gonna crab yeah. up on you bitch <laughs> yeah yeah dude yeah he's and edward norton like all of them got to like play caricatures and they like they did it so well they like and but it's kind of cool because they got to play who they were it like during production edward norton would like look over people's shoulders and then like be like no i got the lines and he would read lines with them and like and uh alejandro would be like you know you're doing you're doing what your character does <laughs> right so in the movie that's the best too it's like a a weird workaround too where they're just like let's just move through it because it's like he shows up and he already knows the lines he's like wow you already know and he's like yeah let's just move past it like (laughs) yeah right like how yeah and i love how he and he pretends like he's like he's like i know it's a it's like a sixth sense to me or whatever he's like he's like i just i can just do it i'm natural he's like i've been what i've been watching you my wife is like because his like wife's there you know doing it he's like it's like i know the lines like he's like i've been working his girlfriend they would never commit Oh, that's true. Yeah, because well, and they were, he they say something like they're sharing a vagina. Or something, yeah, they so live together. Is he banging? Oh, is that? Oh, duh, they're, right. They're, they're yeah, they're, they're uh, definitely dating, but yeah, right, right. They're together. I th- I was thinking there was a third layer. Mike, anyways, Mike uh, Shiner. Um, I feel like yeah, the, I love it. I love you. Everyone, because Edward Norton's amazing. Emma Stone's monologue that she does to her dad is so fucking good. Obviously, every Michael Keaton is like the role Wait, you of mean, his life. You mean Kylie? You mean Kylie? Dude, right? literally in this movie, she, <laughs> she looks, looks so like, much in like this my movie. Sister. She looks, dude. She's she just looks taller. just like, like it. No, it's like it. Even if then, she was yeah, a foot I mean, shorter, she she'd be. be my sister. <laughs> like, no, it is. Yeah, dude, it's so trippy. There are times where she'll, <laughs> she's like kind of talking, and I'm like, I'm like, is this? It's like her eyes kind of squint. I'm like, is this Kylie? What the fuck? Is dude, this I know on? it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> what's up, Kylie? Uh, what up? I hope you're listening to this. I love you. Um, but I feel like all these actors, they get the praise, but you know who does not get the praise in this that fucking should? It's his best performance ever, too, and I think. Zach Galifianakis, dude. Yes. <laughs> he's so, and, you know, it's cool. He's so funny in this, know. and his anxiety is just so good. Yeah. He, yeah, and he, like, I guess it's like, he's always been a good, like, dramatic actor, but he, and he, he never does, I don't know, he's never done anything, like, She's not done like a full Philip Seymour Hoffman. He hasn't. Like, he's got, you know. He's still the, he the hangover like, guy for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he'll, and he's still, even when the, even with like baskets and stuff where you're like, he kind of can't get out of that, that meta comedy. Like yeah. he can't get out of, and he's, he fits in that wheelhouse perfectly. He does it so seamlessly that I like, you kind of forget. It's almost like, oh wow, he seems pretty dramatic in this, but he's being like sarcastic throughout it. Like. He has. He's kind of very big and flip. Uh, oh yeah. Well, and his it. he's such the comedy but, through so much of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he, but do you know it's cool? Um, a little behind the scenes because I got a few, few tidbits. I think this is kind yeah. of around my fact like, moment. Around my last, <laughs> I have like yeah, I have like two more. But anyways, uh, 
Zach Galifianakis, so they they made a they were making like bets, you know, on set. They were seeing who would mess up their take the most because they would do they would do at minimum 15 takes of every single shot. Um, and then at most like in the like in the like 60s. Mm. And so it's like they were seeing who would mess up the most in each take. And uh, Emma Stone messed up the most, and Zach Galifianakis messed up the least. Wow! And he and he had some like when he does that phone call and he's talking to the you know the guys there to sue him, and he's like doing that like he has his big monologue. Everyone gets their own kind of uh-huh. like, really big monologue, and he gets his on that phone, dude. That, that's great. That's like really. I mean, he's a he's an awesome actor. Like I don't know. I think he's cool. It'd be cool to see him do a real real dramatic piece. But you know, even even, even that, I just want to see him be like. It. The main character too, like, cause he's such a good yeah. supporting character. Um, but that's like all he ever does. I know, yeah, it really is, huh? You're right. I guess Baskets is the only thing he's a main character in. Yeah, but uh, um, which is which is a good show. I think anyone. What about Michael Fassbender? See. He's doing the prequel to the X Men prequel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the X Men prequel. Yeah. What I love how, like, dude, I love how they talk about. It's cool how the characters like the actors are fictitious in the movie but they talk it's like they make it real yeah i know they're they're, he's like real, don't tell anyone creators and actors scorsese is out yeah, shopping and, and he comes out and dude, they're, did you they're like is scorsese really looking around you know like <laughs> yeah well i know it's funny scorsese was there in the shoot shut up <laughs> he's there when, when michael keaton when michael keaton comes in off the streets in new uh-huh. york Martin, Scor- Martin Scorsese is sitting on the aisle seat. Shut up. You can see really? him there and he's watching him. Go, now I'm <laughs> yeah. going to have to watch it again. Yeah. I'm going to definitely I know. There you go. Life. Everybody everybody out there, go go back. <laughs> run through the tape and you can see Martin Scorsese in the audience. It's so yeah. good, too, because it's like the, this – it really just keeps ratcheting up the insanity because it's just like things keep oh, going dude, wrong. Yeah. And then it's just like his, you know, Mike Shiner. He's got like a weird rivalry with him and he's like in the paper. And then it's like – he locks him. He fucking closes. It. Of course, he goes out for a smoke because he's all worked up, and he closes his trench coat in the <laughs> door. And he's like in the middle of the scene. He's got to run around the whole building in his fucking tidy whiteies. <laughs> yeah, he's. I just Michael Keaton's body is so weird, dude. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect it. for that. He's just I like love this. It. That's that's the scene. That's the scene that that got him to sign on. In the interview, in that interview, he said, "Oh, I get a, I get a run through Times Square in my, my underwear, my tidy whiteies." That, that's do insane. Do like, yeah. I don't know. It's like few <laughs> movies. Like, obviously, I've never like I lived in L.A. for a while, but like New York Times Square at night, like just that pack, yeah. like it just it captures like a certain chaotic like the whole movie. I feel like he's on the edge of a panic attack, and, and watching that, I'm just like, oh, oh my god! Like, how could you not could, be yeah, entertained? It. It's just so entertaining. Yeah. Um, it kind of gives me like a being John Malkovich a little, a little bit. bit. I love that, like when he's out on the streets and <laughs> they're running by, and they're like, "You suck." Oh, yeah, we gotta watch. Like, watch I just that love that. You're the guy it's from like, the Diamond Heist yeah. movie, right? Uh, for your <laughs> watch that again. God, that's such a good movie. Uh, but uh, God, no, he comes in and he just I love fucking how, rolls with, I love when he's, with the finger guns. Uh, yeah, the finger gun, and, and and like when he's running out in Times Square, it's like it's cool because like clearly. You can you can kind of tell who's planted, you know. There's like people are saying like your Birdman, you know, following them. People who actually have like lines where they're running with them. Mm. But then it's like cool because you see like that's the foreground, and then just just barely out of focus, you can see there's just real human beings that are like, what the fuck is going right. on? <laughs> it's like out there on the swivel, like they're like, what is this? Is that who is that? Like, and it's just I love how it's like when he's on this on the roof, and they're like, are you filming a movie? <laughs> like. You know, and they're like, oh man, you people are all the you same. Fucking you fucking people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's like, 
It's like it blends that like reality so well. Like yeah. you, you kind of forget what do you, that like they're in a What video. do you think about like obviously it's pretty obvious that his like superpowers are like, you know, his ego and like his anxiety and like right. that's like what makes this quote unquote like more of a cerebral movie is because it's like you do question it's got like the common theme that we've been talking about all month about like a unreliable narrator. It's like you see him, you you hear his voices, and he thinks he's doing these crazy things, but then it shows like, you know, like he trashes his room with his superpowers. But then Zach Galvanakis comes in, he's just smashing his, shit, and he's like, his hands. He's like, why don't, why, yeah, cut. why don't you, uh, why don't you lay down for a bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, but like, you know, he he's flying around the city, and then he just uh, he tells the guy as he walks in, he's like, stop the music, and the music stops, and then the taxi guy chases him in. He's like, hey, he didn't pay me. <laughs> like, yeah. But you never see yeah. him get out of the taxi, you know? Um, right, right. Because, you, yeah, you feel like he just is seamless. Or he's like, yeah, he can just materialize. He's flying. So my 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 theory on that is that narratively, it's like all, it's just, it is just, it's the differentiation between, like, his fantasy and then reality. When When people see him in reality, he's just, it's not, it's not epic. He's like he's just doing it himself. He's physically just having like the whole thing is like it opens no, it up is with literally him his trying ego. to do like mindfulness. He thinks he's just so much right. greater. He's got a special. He's special. Got uh-huh. the special well, ability that no one else. I love that. Yeah. He's like, dude, when the light that that that's what that is the first line that like fucking hooks me is when they come out. The lamp hits him on the head, and it's just like that shock. I like uh-huh. jumped again, even though I knew it was happening. That's so good. And then he just comes the, out, and he's like, and he's just whispers, and he's like, he's like, I did that. I did that with my mind. And, and it's like, I'm gonna pretend like, you didn't are you say high? that. Yeah. Whatever, are you are you drunk? Like, yeah, I just love that right there. Is like he is he's having he's like having a, a breakdown. Like in real life, yeah. people can't see it because you're he's so guarded, and like so he just lives in that fantasy, and like. So I, I feel like I feel like narratively he is just having a nervous yeah. breakdown and it's totally like the pressure and what? stuff. But but then the yeah. ending <laughs> is the only time where it really like except for like the scene when he when he flies away because there's a bunch of people to watch him. But you could argue that New York and people kind of just keep themselves and shit. So it's like he isn't really being watched, you know, and that's just fantasy. And he just walks, he just climbs. But down they the they again, they do they differentiate a lot of the time though, you know. Yeah. So it is it's hard to yeah. say. Right, it's really hard to say, but at the end, when his daughter comes in and looks down and then looks up and smiles, I'm like, okay, yeah, he like it totally. It's you know whether he, or not it's like he's little, elevated, but now. the fact that and, uh, right, he's he didn't literally, yeah, because it wasn't until uh, I mean, like, I obviously I thought that the first watch and then the second rewatch, I'm like, does he have powers? <laughs> Maybe uh-huh. like partially because yeah, the right, first time I right. watched it, I'm like, oh, okay, obviously this is all like. The narrative of, like, the, this is the visualization of, like, his, you know, his ego and his mental illness, which causes him to shoot himself in the face, which is the unexpected virtue of ignorance. that He becomes a fucking legend. And that's, yeah. like, it's not like he planned that. It's because he's fucking breaking down at the pressure of it all. And, it, you know, he couldn't recreate it if he tried. Um, <laughs> not that he's not talented, but it's like... It well, wasn't because no, t- that's that's where yeah. I'm like he really was going out there to kill himself and he yeah. fucked up because at the the whole throughout the whole movie they talk about botched suicide yeah. and well, so the it's scene like, right before that the, he even botched his own yeah. suicide when he went out to kill himself in the sea it's like you know that mm-hmm. that's the whole theme that's that's the virtue of ignorance mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah exactly so, yeah. and uh, 
but it's like what the second time I watched it, I was really more attention to like, what's up with these jellyfish, and that, and what is up with yeah. that like, what is that streak like, like a comet streaking across the sky, like I feel like they just it leaves just enough breadcrumbs to make you question it, because most of the times it's the other way around where you're like. The movie presents you like this person has powers or whatever. Or this is what's happening, and then you're like, "Or was it all in their head?" This movie's like, "It was oh, all sure. in their head, or was it real?" <laughs> like just enough breadcrumbs because yeah. it's like he's got the he's got the jellyfish story, and then it opens with the jellyfish dead on the beach at the beginning. You keep seeing the asteroid stream cross, like or whatever that is, and it's like. Is that his, like, superhero origin story? Like, I don't even fucking I know, dude. That's, <laughs> well, because it's supposed to be... I thought it was... Because it's Birdman 4, Rise of the Phoenix. Right. And so he wants to, you know... That's, like... That's on the... That's... It's on the horizon. So it's always... It's always hurtling towards Earth that he could potentially do this, you know, another Birdman. If the... I feel like... I feel like that's, like, another... Because it's, like... It's multifaceted. Like, that's another part of another escape plan mm. is, like, he could just fall back on doing another Birdman because he's, like, he's bankrupt now. But then the fact that the play did well, that's why I feel like he finally has transcended. He doesn't exist in this. He's not He's not in the room when his you know, daughter comes right. back. And, and like, uh, you know, a line that sticks out to but, me that uh, Edward Doran's character says that stuck out to me this time that really clicked with like the themes of the movie was uh, he's like, you're just mad because I'm popular. And he's like, fuck you. Popularity is just prestigious, slutty cousin. Oh, and... Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, that's a perfect like kind of example because he's living in like he's this popular star, but now that he's achieved this goal, he's taken his like to the next level of like, oh, this is more than just a comeback to yeah, putting on the suit. This is him doing something important, doing art and taking risks as an artist. Fuck, he like mutilated his own body and got charged yeah. with a crime. Now he's in the prestige level. Now he is soaring high above everyone. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and so it's just like, is that what it is with Emma Stone? Like, is she like seeing him on this high level or is it actually like, you know, maybe he's flying high. I don't know. Or maybe he's fucking going to just yeah. wants to kill himself, dude. And like, that, and that's why it's hard no, to exactly. say. No, and I'm, there's I'm no objective, like, like, there's yeah, no objective like, truth. Like the end really yeah. is really great. Like I really like the ending because it, it really it's, does kind of, it's, it's perfect, so... but it, it leaves a lot of questions. The amb the ambiguity or whatever that word is is like it's ambiguity it's totally ex ambiguity ambiguity right? yeah ambiguity am ambiguity yeah <laughs> but the uh, yeah it's ambiguous without without leaving more questions <laughs> like it it's your choice to choose but the whole rest of it is like pretty tight so you just kind of get to be like all right yeah he it's like yeah so I'm saying he, there's he, just he metaphorically just enough breadcrumbs. You know or, what I mean? or he did, yeah, or he did kill himself. And I love, I love when he gets the new nose and he looks like Marlon Brando, yeah. and it's <laughs> like one of like, yeah, one of yeah, one of like his idols and somebody who else who's like played on that stage. Yeah. And, it's and like, he looks kind of like cool Birdman he, more, like he's got like a beak practically. Yeah, right. She's like yeah, if he doesn't like that nose, we'll get him a new nose. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's great, dude. You know what's wild? This this movie, The Birdman, was passed up by Toronto International Film Festival. Really? And and it replaced it was like it was like it passed this up for Black Mass. That what? Johnny, the Johnny Did Depp you movie see Black Mass? that no one that no one has ever seen. No. Have yeah, you? I have. <laughs> oh well. It's, sorry about that. I mean bug. it's <laughs> Is it good? It's, 
boring it's fine <laughs> that it's yeah. like it's not what? bad which almost makes it worse it's just so right down the middle yeah like you're like oh johnny kind of, johnny, johnny depp's Depp okay i guess yeah. he's like it's like he's not phoning it in but he's not trying really and they like okay he's got makeup on and he's it's like a wants to be a mobster i don't know it's not very good yeah it's nothing compared to Birdman. i'd give it two and no, a half stars <laughs> Yeah, right. Like Birdman, Birdman, I gave four and a half. See, and like, I, I could, I could give it five. Really, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, just, I really, I think, I really like this movie. I can understand why some people don't, but so that's why I want. I wish more people had commented. Um, and it's never too late. Go if you disagree, and you think this movie's not all that. I want to hear why, because this movie just isn't for everyone. I could see some people not, or some people being like that was fun. Like I said, when it was released audiences not all audiences clicked with it like it did really well critically um but i'm curious this would be a good point as any is for a money minute like you could tell me how much that how much it made because it's like that's just my memory i don't know for sure maybe it rocked it no it did oh it did fantastic it blew it fucking it skyrocketed dude it was it was 16 5 16 million that's pretty that's know, pretty low 16, considering 16, the the uh the cast it, I think it's I think it's time. I think it was yeah. just Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was washed up, dude. The last movie he started was in two thousand eight. Yeah, so, and then and then he went. Know, he quote, did quote, this. Like, got nominated, won Best Picture, and then the next I yeah. think it was the next year, he also was in Spotlight, which also got one Best Picture. Like yeah, <laughs> like this is the start of his right. comeback, so, dude. Right, which comeback to kind of fizzled out. I haven't really heard of him in anything. Well, recently, he's, but, he was in that show. Uh, apparently, he's amazing. He just won a bunch of Emmys. For uh, oh, is dope he doing, sick. He's doing a yeah, show. Yeah, that, that HBO show about the oh, opiate okay. crisis. Oh, okay. Par- apparently, anyways, it's very good. So, it was, yeah, it's 16.5, and then it was like an estimated 18 million, uh, including distribution. So, 18 mil, and it grossed 103. Wow. That's pretty good. So, it did it did just fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like under 20 million, and grossed 100. It's like, that's... Pretty good. I mean, Emma Stone, yeah. she was at the top of her game. Edward, Edward Norton, I feel, had started yeah. to fizzle out, too, and I've always liked Edward Norton, and then I was like, oh, cool, Ed Norton, back in this. Right. When I love... He's even meta, too, because it's like, he's, he, you know, notoriously difficult to yeah. work with. And yeah, so exactly. Like, and he was, and yeah. he was like the original Hulk at the start of that universe. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's, uh, so, yeah. All these, everyone, everyone in this movie is like was attached to like a superhero movie. Dude, they have to be. <laughs> or, 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 or have been. Stone yeah. in. There's got to be. Everyone's touching on it. Well, it was Spider Man. Oh, she, duh. Yeah, she played Gwen Stacy, but yeah, it's Ooh. like, sorry, you know. Um, cool. Let me. Uh, yeah, man. What? When do you want to do Travis's messages? Let me see if there's any Reddit's though. Oh yeah, go check a Reddit, and then we'll do. There's some, Travis. and there was a couple Reddit's, but they're you know they're short. There are a lot of, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah the movie's pretty good. <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, or fire Eagle says, I like the movie and how it played homage to his hit movie, Batman. I see the movie as a way of letting go of that role and moving on in his own way. Uh, Oh, that's, totally. that's actually, yeah. Like he, he gets for to, him to, to, to put that of, behind him, you know? He, yeah. This right. is what makes or, or it like, like meta for the story. Story for the characters. It's like the character wants to do something great and move on, and then Michael Keaton doing this movie has gone into a new phase of his career, and um, it, it kind of really works for the actor too. Um, 
Dolphin Spit said, I like the movie more on my first watch a few years ago, but I still really like it. It's interesting for sure. Spivy did have a certain magic for first time watches. Like, I still think it really holds up, it, but it's it like does. something when I first watched it, I, I was think- just like so swept up in like the momentum, like I was saying. Oh, yeah. And then someone said, uh, Leo Shrewdwheat said, Did this character bleed into Spider Man? I never saw it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I commented back where I'm like, In my head canon, it did. Because he doesn't, doesn't he show up he as like played, the vulture or something in one of the Spider Man? Is, is he the vulture yeah. in the newest one? I haven't watched it. Me neither, but ones, I so. remember but see, make, someone making that joke on like, is like the last, yeah. not the newest, newest one, but the last one where Michael Keaton is like right. a bird villain. And I'm like, I, What? <laughs> yeah. I think that's. I mean, I think that was like appropriate. I, I think that's, that's, that's hilarious. That, that's, he can't let go. Humor he on can't let go. <laughs> no, no, dude, you need that. I mean, getting that fucking all I know. He's just like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, when he does that, I cracked up, dude. I well, first movie, that's the thing too. That. This movie is hilarious. Like, there's so yeah, many that's, times that's I was thing, laughing yeah. my ass off, but it's like I don't know. Well, he does talked it about uh, like it's not just an outright. He talked about how how difficult it is to shoot comedy in this, in this like one take, but it's like the comedy, the timing and the pacing and everything for comedy in this worked really well. All there's a lot of like slap sticky stuff. It kind of reminded me of like a, that 30 rock episode. That's all live. Oh yeah. There's they a couple live of and it's, so it's right. And so it's like, it's essentially when they shoot it live, it's essentially one shot. They just have like the sets built and then the camera moves mm. over and then they'll, switch to a different camera as people walk in and so it's like it's kind of got that same that same flow and so like they do comedy beats in that episode really well and then this this movie dead like totally influenced a lot of different shows but that sunny episode is amazing yeah. they say like, it wasn't because of that um but uh, that's a lie but <laughs> that can't ha- i'm mean, like okay yeah i, guess, I feel like I guess, they sure they said they shot it first we're shooting it the idea because of uh true detective because there's that one whole it's like half the episode is all one shot and it's awesome but then they added the drum score after because of Birdman oh okay and okay. that and that so makes sense because the drum because the drum score that happens in that the, episode but that's like one of yeah. their best episodes especially in recent years um totally. but like a lot of movies I don't know I feel like this movie kind of like I don't want to say it's underrated because it's you know it won best fucking picture at the Academy Awards so but it's like I also feel like no one's really seen it that I talked to, and I feel like it's popular enough. It's not like an artsy fartsy movie. I don't know. It's not like one of those like I'll you know there's some movies where I'm like, hey yeah, unless you're like a huge film nerd and like have you ever seen Brazil? Like nobody's seen Brazil, and I get right. that. <laughs> I mean our next our next movie we're gonna watch is Pie. Nope. That's like a. Oh, it's Depite and Win, bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. It, this at work, today at work, I was looking and it was literally like four, it was like four votes ahead with three hours go left. Check, dude. I, 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 whoa. Whoa. Okay. Here, go get a, get Travis's thing queued up. I got, I got it up. Right here, right here. You, want, you want me to play what? it? Uh, sure. Yeah, play it. I'm going to go look and see what one. Okay. Tell me if you can't hear this. I'm going to try and hold it away because last time you said you couldn't hear it. Oh my God. Pie lost. Okay. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> on the wrong window I, I always forget it doesn't play from there I gotta like hit that and then it takes me to a new whole thing alright hey guys Travis here 
So I don't have a question today, just some comments, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on them. Birdman is a great movie on so many levels. It has some of the most honest and vulnerable dialogue between characters that I've seen in a long time. The scene where Sam, played by Emma Stone, cuts her dad down to size should touch everyone on some level, especially when she says, you're doing this because you're scared to death, like the rest of us, that you don't matter. And you know what? You're right. You don't. These potent lines could play off of anyone's insecurities in life. Another thing that sticks out about Birdman is the true-to-life aspect of actors Michael Keaton and Edward Norton. Michael Keaton played Batman twice in 89 and 92, before the superhero movies took over. And one could imagine if he had stayed in that role or genre, he'd be more of a pop icon today. In Edward Norton's case, he's known for being a difficult person to work with and is also known to clash with both actors and directors, just like his character Mike. In my eyes, that elevates this movie even more. It feels like perfect casting. Your thoughts, guys? Uh, thanks, Travis. You 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 know that though. He got. We should have Travis on one of these days. He he knows what's up because uh, that uh, he said exactly what what we were saying about it's fucking perfect casting uh with Michael Keaton because of his roles in Batman perfect casting with Edward Norton because of his like he is Mike Shiner um the character he plays if feel like Edward Norton had only in an alternate reality where he only stays in theater like he just only does he's like a theater snob instead of doing movies you know Edward Norton if he was never in fucking Fight Club or Primal Fear um which Primal Fear is so good we should be anyway um you ever seen that I have dude you ever seen, seen Primal Fear? Fear that's a good one no, I should get into it, man. I like first Edward Norton was Fight Club. That was the one I fell in love yeah. with him too. Uh, back, right. you know, fourteen year old Levi watching Fight Club. You know how hard I was for that. <laughs> yeah, Fight, <laughs> dude. Okay, I mean, Fight Club is every like our incels is like it's not true. every every kid on there. You know, I the fact that we don't have a Fight Club tattoo is if <laughs> we we dodge well, that. You know, more, I, also how much I'm obsessed with David Fincher. So um, I think it's I actually haven't watched rewatched Fight Club in years. I should. It's I think it's about ready. For a rewatch, Fight Club definitely went from like yeah, like peak apex to like kind of getting called out. It's a little, it's a little problematic, but it's still I a know, it, great and film. it's it's uh yeah, it's hell. I have to watch it again because I feel like that is true, but also like it's never saying that's a good thing. Like it's it's no, it's saying no, that, that it's so self destructive, but, it, but it's like I feel like a lot of people took that as like, no, this is what the true alpha male is, even though it's really trying to say something about right toxic masculinity or something um let's oh, let's big, no, let's, time, let's, let's totally table big. that conversation because yeah. uh even though <laughs> yeah maybe we'll find a way to watch fight club down the road i'm sure i mean that could fit into a fucking cerebral category if i really wanted it to um but no uh he's saying the line too with uh emma emma stone which is uh, so good when she's fucking cussing out her dad when he, and she's like you're scared to death like the rest of us uh that you don't matter and guess what you don't you know, and uh, the acting in that scene, I, this time especially, fucking blew my tits off because she she's just so pissed, and then slowly, slowly, it melts away to like shame. Like it's like, because no. it's like she heard it, like he's there and he's defeated and she, and she, he's vulnerable, uh, and so she's like 
feels bad for being an asshole, but also like he kind of deserves it. So she just walks off and then he smokes her joint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty oh, good I, movie, dude. I gave it four and a half cacaws. Cacaw. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch it again and I'm going to trick my wife into watching it, whether she likes it or not. It's going to happen. You just got to help me. Get I just got to lay off. The, it's the pressure of it. She doesn't like to be um, coerced into enjoying art that I like. You just, you just, yeah. You go, hey, do you want to watch this movie? And then she's like, no. And then you're like, All I just right. got to have and it on. That should be it. And then just like, she'll just get oh. sucked into it. <laughs> it is true. I mean, that really though, it's like, yeah, she can, yeah, I feel like she'd put her phone down if she was in the middle of this movie. Or I should just call it, uh, I'm just going to call it the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Just call it just that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah, watch yeah, this yeah. movie? I'm telling you, dude. Just cut out the. She doesn't need the f- opening title. Doesn't need to say that. Even though that is such a. It's such a awesome. Bl- oh, and thank thank you thank you Travis for calling in. My bad. Of course. Um, but that that opening that's like uh, something that Travis and I were talking about earlier today is like the difference between film and theater. And I personally don't have a. I don't have. My love for this movie is only strictly rooted in the film aspect of it, the cinema, the, c- the cinematography, that everything that has to do, what film can do, it's it's flawless. Like next to like where video games actually bring another like they bring a tactile, the, intera- the interactive to the storytelling. Element, yeah. yeah, they they bring one fold more, and so you could argue that like video games are like the next film, just film explosion film experience it's going to be the next like the next entertainment yeah. experience you know yeah in, and, in, and, in and at a point years, it already is if we if, if we're still were, if we're yeah, still alive yeah exactly but <laughs> but anyhow it's like so i just because even if you think about it film has a really short lifespan yeah. it film hasn't even really been around that long and so anyways and how it's getting like you know weeded down films like kind of dying a little bit but anyways that's a whole different podcast that's a ramble that episode. is that's a ramble but episode. i was talking with yeah I was talking with Travis, and I was like, I love the film side of it. I don't respect the – or whatever. I, re- I respect <laughs> well, it, I feel I like don't care about the theater aspect. And he was curious if we've seen any plays. Have you seen a, a an actual, I mean, quote-unquote Broadway? Um, the most – I've watched Cats. Have you? Not the um, new one. <laughs> the most – I've seen the original. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've seen a handful of plays. Like, I've seen quite a few, like, like really pretty good college productions. Um, I yeah. saw a really good college production oh, of uh, something wicked this week comes that I really enjoyed. What was that? What was the that? Um, the digital, the digital one that used to play at movie theaters and it'd be like live events. They keep doing that. It's like the Intro- introduces it's like fan like dumb get... or something, or it plays at the beginning all the time. Whatever. Like, they still do that. Yeah, they still do. It. Well, I saw I saw Les Mis, the actual uh, play, on one of oh, those cool. once. And I was like, that was, I was like, wow, this is really cool because you got the close-ups. And that's what I, that's what I crave. That's what I love about film is the intimacy. Mm. Like that Emma scene, that stone where Emma scene, uh, that scene where Emma Stone is chewing out her dad and she like cries. And it's like, that's so, she had to do that like in Mm. the moment. She had to like bring herself to that. And it's so cool. You can't really get that with theater. Theater. I just don't know theater well Yeah, theater's got a different energy because like like, the last, the last play I saw Mary and I, we'd went and seen, so 
I don't know if you've probably never been there because it's fairly new, but the the new Hell Center Theater in Salt Lake. It's no, I've been to Hell Center, like the but... new one that's like in Sandy or whatever. But uh, they uh, no. it's huge, and they specifically get Broadway plays there now. And so we saw an Adams Family Broadway style production, oh. and it was a it was a lot of fun, man. But it's like it's the same way of like it's almost like seeing a band live. Like there's a certain element, yeah. it's got a certain energy to it, but in some instances it's not as like I don't know because that's a, I think feel like this movie Birdman, it takes the elements from acting like the the energy and like the rawness and the like you have to keep rolling with the punches of it uh, into its narrative, but specifically the acting. I feel like acting is almost more cherished in theater because it's like there are less elements, whereas film you can rely on other elements. You can rely on CG, you can rely on effects, you can rely on cinematography, right. whatever. But in theater, if you don't have a good actor, you don't have fucking shit. And so I think this yeah. movie And you really, really do put it out yeah, there. Yeah, in this movie, they really have to go. Uh, I think this is what makes it so much better for why I love cinema, like you said, so much more, is because in this movie, you get the big moments, the big acting that you would get in a theater, but you also get the super small, like the little monologue he does where he's like talking about, he's like, there's like a little man following me around with a hammer, just hammering my balls. Oh, yeah, and he's like, like oh. he's just like talking yeah. to himself and he's like, what was the question? Like, shit like that could never ever happen in theater. It, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a different right, style and it's yeah. like, I think that's why I love film just so much. There's so many reasons why I love film. But, <laughs> right. Um, but in that, and that, and not to disparage. But that's why film's just, better. Fuck the you, one, theater. <laughs> right, really though. But it's like, the one thing that theater has is that element of surprise because every single time it is human. It's right, people, it's like law, it's come, raw, it's live. It. There's no. And, that's why I love this movie is at the beginning you hear them all tuning up and it's just so cool. It's so cool to hear the drum yeah, tune. Yeah, it is. Like... And just like that, the wood, the like creaking on uh, the wood. It's like, it's that you can, you feel it. You're there. You're an audience member now and it's just black screen. It's, dude, it's um, so good. God, this could movie's you, great. Love this movie. Uh, just, did you jizz in your pants when you saw the drummer actually playing in live, live so, in the, in the I, theater? Just like, I love it. Just, he's just well, in I love the background the first just time, like, playing <laughs> well the first time you meet him yeah. he's on the street and they throw yeah. him change and keep going and you're like you're like hey you're like hey that's the drummer guy and then you see him it's in like the, the climax thing and you're like, oh that's it's so, so good. cool <laughs> anyway yeah the climax and his dude his drumming is just so good man i'm gonna be a professional drummer dude i'm whiplash you are wet yeah i knew you could be whiplash it's not my tempo whiplash is so good too <laughs> i know i literally watched yeah. that uh, all right sweet dude so, um We'll plug, let's, yeah, plug our stuff. I got the, I'll do the phone number do, today. Do the phone number. Um, so how, how Travis calls in to give us a little message every week is he dials a phone number and it's connected to our Google voice. So it just goes straight to voicemail. We won't ever answer it. Don't worry about that. And the phone number you call is 801-613-1513. Feel free. Give Good us a job. call, please. Uh, we love you. So next week, did you, on our poll, did you vote for pie? Dude. No, I voted for um, something. Let me look real quick. You can read what won. I'm, my mind is blown, dude. I literally looked at it just just this morning. <laughs> or, yeah, hours ago. I, oh, no, I did Holy Motors. You did too. Holy Motors? Yeah, I voted, I voted I did, Holy I Motors. I thought you yeah. were going to do pie because that was your pick. Um, 
I did a field in England, which I wanted to watch, but maybe another time. Uh, so the movie, yeah. well, got, the movie that did end up winning was Holy Motors, which uh, I've never seen. Wild. I'm excited to see. I know it's pretty. I've heard it's got a reputation for being kind of weird. Um, it's been on my. We talked about it. We brought it. We brought it up um, at some point about like, like something about some aesthetic because it's like I remember wanting to see it because I, I remember when it came out it was like uh, had quite a quite a bit of a little bit of a buzz it was it was another weird movie that we watched and we were talking about it to yeah it. i want to say it was brazil but i don't think it was i felt like it was longer than so. that there's that new movie like annette or whatever that's got adam driver in it that's kind of a musical in a way that it, that's by the same director as holy been, motors maybe the last it could have been the last night in soho yeah maybe that, Probably yeah. that might have been what we had go back because it's like if, if you remember really if you remember us ever talking about Holy Motors just just come tell us what, what we we're, were saying. But uh, that's what we're watching next week. So go fucking watch that movie and and watch Birdman as well. Um, in the meantime, go to the Reddit. Go every week we put out a poll for what movie we're gonna watch the next week, so that it just keeps on rolling. Uh, it feels fast uh, but I really like it it's kind of keeping me fresh keeping me on my toes I hope you guys anyone who's listening to this I hope you guys are enjoying like go vote pick the movies but come comment on the movies too and again I will continue to make a post of where you can pick your own movies but you can pick them like if there's a movie that fits the theme that you want to see make it into a poll just fucking throw it out in the comments or something or like I said I'll, I'll make a post you can put it there but um it's not like it's super strict. Like fucking throw it out to us, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll do it. Or if we don't, if we don't, we don't. You know, I don't know. <laughs> like it'll well, and it'll get there. It'll be it'll be posted up. We will see it. The only we thing I won't, the yeah. The only so thing we be. won't do is if we've already done a podcast about that movie, we probably won't pick it. That's like it. But if I know, and we'll try to we'll try to come and let you know <laughs> that we've done it. You know, and just ask for another pick. No, it's cool. If anything, that just tells me you've not been around very long, which I'm fine. Which I'm fine with. Welcome. Um, talk with us. I want to hear. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on movies. Like I love talking to movies and with just go, Jordan, but come, come to the, come to the fucking website. Come to the Instanarf. Come to the, yeah. When you go on the website, you can uh, yeah you can you can comment on the movies there. You can see our. Um, our written synopsis. Yeah, that we, I want to try and post the... more like videos on there, linking yeah. to the movies. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll have a link to our YouTube, and then a link to the shop is on our website. There's going to be some more merch coming up tomorrow. I've got all of it in, so I just need to take nice. my. I just have my stage yeah, in, buddy. So I'm going to take my photos tomorrow, and I'll post up some more merch yeah. tomorrow, and then go yeah. to our Patreon. That's going to be updated tomorrow too, and it'll have all of your access to plex so you can see all these movies uh extra podcasts i'm gonna put up the all the rambles that are not up there yet but you can go there now and get caught up on the rambles the other podcasts we do with our friend david go check that out thank you to the few of you that are patrons of us uh we really appreciate it because you make it so i can buy these movies and we can watch them legally and all enjoy them together and then you guys get sweet fucking extra shit to listen to about movies and stickers and stuff so that's fun the 
that's, that's good. Okay, I think that wraps it up. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, see you, bud. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.